0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, uh, yes. uh, that is a solid movie. And welcome uh, to the Down in Front Podcast, the official podcast of downfrontpodcast.com. I am your host, Warren. And how's it going, everybody? It's great to see you.
1: It's so mediocre uh, to see you. Now that apparently we're not best friends,
0: we are excited. We are pumped and we want to say thank you so much for supporting us all year. Um, this episode, what we're going to be talking about is a review from all the films from 2017. We're going to be talking about some of our three favorite films uh, along with some of our least favorite films, our favorite episode of the podcast, uh, you know, some things that we're excited about in 2018 and any other things that's kind of Fall in between there. Uh, but we really wanted to say, as first and foremost, kind of thank you so much. We've had a crazy year. Uh, we've actually released 49 episodes this year, which is That's crazy. absolutely crazy. Um, seeing as our, our total amount of episodes we're at is 80. So huge huge thank you so much we're looking at some of our numbers right now we started out with downloads are about like maybe like 25 total to the point where now we're already at downloads just over 250 downloads per episode that's still actually getting episodes and looking at some of our top things even from this year our top 10 episodes the second episode the most what's well, the most popular episode we still have is our second episode which is really funny so uh, big ups and thank you for that Guillermo, because his rant about jurassic world but we even have There's a new four- one coming oh boy that's gonna be good <laughs> but we have four episodes from this year that have already broken into our top uh, 10 category and it's awesome that we have the beauty and the beast is going to be up there king arthur <laughs> pirates of the caribbean and spider-man being kind of just four of them so we definitely want to say thank you so much for just kind of hanging in hanging in there with us we're almost there uh 2017 is not quite over yet and this is what we want to kind of talk about because we even have another episode coming, and that's arguably, I think, it's going to be one of the most uh, anticipated episodes uh, to boot. So, super excited, pretty excited about that. Let's go around the horn as we normally do. I'm going to start with my main man, Brylon. that says, what what you sipping on today? I already know what you've been watching already. <laughs> uh, what I'm drinking is uh,
2: Santa, bless me, with a nice bottle of whiskey. This is called Almondor from Kentucky. And the unique thing about this, it's a double-barrel bourbon blend that's also cast in wine uh, cast. So the whiskey actually gets, like, all the subtle notes from Napa Valley wine, and it adds a nice little fruity flavor to the whiskey.
0: It's good. Uh, that sounds phenomenal, especially because yeah. we are about to approaching some negative-degree cold-weather temperatures up here in the north. Um I should—I uh, would definitely recommend kind of sipping on that. So, as always, great to have you on, and I like your glasses. So, good to see oh, you. Thank you. Uh, over here, I have one of my best friends. The man literally needs no introduction. He looks great, he <laughs> smells great, and he has the greatest hugs ever. Mocha <laughs> Mike Moreno, how's it going? I mean, I don't know about the. Hugs, Hell yeah,
3: though. hug game strong. <laughs> hug game strong. Um, <laughs> so long as it's consensual. Uh, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as what I'm drinking right now, uh, you know it's cold out, and I feel like when the weather gets cold, nothing beats a warm cup or mug of tea, uh, specifically a hot toddy. I got some some yellow tea. I don't know what that is. I think it's lemon. The casing was yellow, um, <laughs> along with a shot or two of Cuban rum in there to spice it up a little bit for the holidays. So. That's what's keeping me warm
0: right now. Nice, nice. That sounds really good. I'm a fan of black tea, um, but you know, no lemon teas, so A little ginseng, some green tea. That's all. It's all good. So it's yeah. all good. It's all
3: I, got, I had a cold last week, and so this is the uh, the tail end of my stockpile of feel
0: better teas. <laughs> you should try if you ever get a chance to do some David's uh, David's tea. The cold nine one one is absolutely phenomenal. So I know there's probably a David's tea close to you, but there's one close to me. Mm. So, okay. Maybe?
3: No, I'll
0: come visit you next time I get sick. Perfect, because <laughs> you never have. Uh, so now <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna toss it over to the Michael, the Shredder himself. Blow it. How's it
1: going? Blow it. Hey, what's happening, guys? Um, tonight I am drinking a mixture. I'll probably you'll probably hear the chair move in, a, in two minutes and get a uh, what's that thing called from Vermont Magic Hat. Uh, but right now I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada hazy little thing IPA, which is. Honestly, pretty solid. I've never had a Sierra Nevada IPA before. I'm digging. Actually, I'm drinking, but digging would be kind of ineffective. Oh, you could, because there's snow on the ground. You could dig the snow out. I'm done. Okay.
0: Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, great to hear from you as well. Great to see your face. Oh, it's great so, to see you. Thanks yours. for, of course, kind of hanging out with us and uh, churning out. and Definitely big ups to Mike. Uh, uh, you know, Mike blew it a lot. Uh, really edits the show. And he's been really grinding out and editing a lot with a crazy schedule. So thank you so much uh, for what you do because it's uh, we wouldn't be here for you. You're like the backbone to our podcast. So thank you. Thank you
1: oh, so much. thank you. It's much appreciated. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I think you've also heard a familiar voice. We have missed his face for some time, Senor Guillermo. How? Have you been, my friend, and what are you sipping on tonight? I see um behind you, so I hope something in that bar behind you. <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. Look at those things. Um, it's good to see you guys. Definitely. It's, been, uh, it's definitely been a while. Uh, we, we figured out it was since homecoming, so that's, what, like five, six months? Uh, yeah, okay. I am sipping on Cambridge, Massachusetts water. Delicious, delicious water. That's <laughs> Filtered straight from the Charles River itself mm. <laughs> No, actually I have my uh, breeder right here
0: Oh, nice Fine. There you go <laughs> Well, as always, thanks so much for kind of hanging out Definitely kind of coming on uh, I know that we have a lot of other people uh, Thank you, Jesse, thank you, Josh Thank you, uh, Derek, the Ryan Dowds of the world Of course, Andrew Abbott for doing the Fear Boners Which is also something new that we came out with this year We have a new website We're on Spotify And it's just awesome the amount of stuff that we were able to kinda accomplish this year. So we just want to I love the website. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm yep. super pumped, especially for where that's going to go. Uh, but, you know, more and more feedback. Feel free to go in there. Like, let us know what you think. That's something that we've necessarily made for you, our fans, and put more and more content out there. Being on Instagram, we have live reactions. We have these awesome title cards from Mocha, which is amazing. And Brylan's killing it with the GameCast. So that's always fun for me to put on my screen while I'm working and just hanging out with him. So we have a lot of stuff out there. and I just really want to say thank you to everybody because it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, thanks so much. Yay! Um, yay! I am Warren. I am your host of this evening, and I am drinking our uh, soon-to-be sponsor, Arizona Ice Tea. Arizona Ice Tea. <laughs> the price is on the can.
3: Uh, <laughs> what flavor you got there? Uh,
0: I got a. I got the lemonade and strawberry.
3: Well what's the yeah. name of that? What's the name what of that is... particular combo?
0: Golden Bear. Oh yeah, the Golden yeah, Bear. I like them Bears, bro. Uh, and it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty delicious. Uh, I do like it a lot. It's all oh, just practically sugar it's sugar
3: yeah <laughs> but it's the best it's the best sugar a
0: dollar can buy it is the best <laughs> sugar a dollar can buy and these these are actually on sale for four dollars four for two dollars so price prices on the can when it's 50 cents it's 50 cents mouth and don't hurt yourself
3: <laughs> I feel like they should just stick to the prices on the can
0: the, I mean unless they took the price off the can the price is off the can
2: what? Oh. No way. You're there, kidding me.
1: Here comes We're the price jump. <laughs> We're dropping you as a future sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Until you bring
2: back the price on the can. The price tag on the can. Sure. Oh, okay, put the price
3: tag okay. okay. on the
0: can. At least for this flavor, the price is not on the can. I do have a sweet tea for my next Dude, episode. Dude, just to so. see
4: your face, it's worth it me staying up to see you. <laughs> 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 when you patch figure that out. out. I'm now
0: doing some <laughs> research. Just just put the, the price in. is really taken off the can and so I'm looking at the sweet tea version hold please no the price is on the can <laughs> <laughs> the right, well,
3: so we've got a road can so we'll wait wait, we got a road can I don't know the where
2: this can came from make sure it doesn't paint the
1: populace <laughs> that might be that might be a, uh, a forgery you gotta <laughs> watch out you gotta watch like out for Arizona fake Arizona
2: iced tea might be Russian Arizona iced tea uh, maybe
1: <laughs> it's alternative iced tea fake iced so, tea
0: I mean, we're pumped we're pumped we're excited. We're always super excited. We're gonna keep this episode to just talk about some of the, our feelings and a lot of these movies that we have. So what we're gonna do is that we're gonna I'm gonna toss it over to Brylin. Uh Brylin, from 2017. Let's do a nice wrap up. You know, what are some three best movies that you saw from this year?
2: So my three favorite movies of 2017 starting with number three. Uh, is Your Name by Makoto Shinkai. Uh, it is an Japanese anime that came out earlier this year in the U.S. that uh, deals with relationships really well and not only is it incredibly well drawn and animated, but it has a simple story that has one of these amazing twists in it that takes it on to another level of depth and understanding and perspective of what life and relationships are all about. So uh, That's going to be my third favorite my second favorite is probably the best comic book movie ever made if not the best comic book movie this year which is logan and logan is an amazing send-off to one of the best uh, movie versions of a comic book character in uh, logan wolverine hugh jackman's portrayal For the last 20 years or so has been phenomenal, even if the movie's been bad. And they brought everything together at the right place, right time to give them probably the best send off ever. Um, It kind of makes me kind of sad that we got this finally great take on Logan. And now Disney is buying Fox properties and we might get some dilution in how creative they're starting to get with these Fox properties. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And my number one movie of the year is going to be Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. There's no other movie that made me feel the intensity that I felt watching this movie in the theater. Uh, the first 45 minutes of just raw, just anxiety intense uh, emotion that you felt being with those soldiers on Dunkirk Beach. Uh, and then finally seeing the... Um, the relief and the breaking point of not big, sol- like soldier ships coming to save them, but their friends, their family, their brothers and fathers on little sailing boats are the ones that save their lives during this uh, story and this harrowing tale. And it just speaks to how amazing of a of a director Christopher Nolan is that. His technical style probably can't be replicated in a home viewing um, environment. That you had to see this in the theaters to get the impact he was looking for, and you'll never. I'll I'll probably won't ever feel
4: like that watching a movie again. Can I cut him for a second? Yeah. I had one of my best friends watch this movie, and he was like, oh, it's like a regular war movie. I'm like, did you see it in the theater? No. Okay, then you don't understand what you were missing. Yeah, and I
2: had a I had a friend do that to me as well, and I was like, hey, when that first shot went out, when I was in the movie theater, I pretty much pooped my pants.
4: Yep. It's yep.
2: amazing how good the sound just adds so much uh, attention to that movie.
3: Yeah, it's rare that I find... Um, films actually be worth watching in IMAX um, a lot of times it's just nice to see something that's really spectacular in IMAX but there's only been a few moments that where I felt like this is something that had to be experienced this way Dunkirk was definitely one of them it's Yeah, fantastic. and I could
2: watch Tom Hardy watching his plane be on fire on my computer or on my TV but seeing it on IMAX it adds so many levels to it
4: also it's Tom Hardy if you're listening we still need to hang out yeah absolutely and talk you about how you that Venom. Oh yeah, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> who are we we're gonna so get down. on the podcast? We forget who we, we were gonna get to call in. Was it Tom Hanks? Is it I,
2: I, Hanks? Hope. I hope <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> Tom, Tom, <was>. Tom Hanks.
3: Tom Hanks. <laughs> Let's lure him on here by talking about old timey typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> no oh yeah, surprising. he has that app, right? He has yeah. a he's a collector of um, of antique typewriters he has a whole like showcase in his in his home
4: then <laughs> put out
2: a book
1: <laughs> that's incredible cool
2: so this is my favorite movies so, so what about your least favorite My least favorite. So, my least favorite list is not going to be the worst of 2017 list. I think that's too easy. I mean, we all know Jigsaw's a piece of shit. We all know Transformers is a roaring trash fire of human garbage. (laughs) Uh, But these are going to (laughs) be the three movies I found the most disappointing based on what I thought they were going to do. So, number three, I picked this movie because I think it represents the worst of the movies that had sequelitis this year, just cramming a bunch of extra stuff in a second movie after the first one did well, that'd be Kingsman, the Golden Circle. Um, It was still pretty much the same movie, but it was kind of watered down and really didn't make any much sense and lost a lot of the um, charm of the first movie because they just tried to cram a bunch of shit into it. Um... My second uh, movie would be a uh, be along the lines of just trying to do really hard on making a franchise come to screen, but it just really doesn't come together as Ghosts in the Shell. Um, you have the visual aesthetic to it. You have some act, great action in it, but none of it feels good, and all of it feels... Like, it's not really earned, and uh, they made a solid action film, and that's it. And it never really elevates to what made something like Ghost in the Shell so important to so many people. Um, We can see in, like, Blade Runner 2049, you can have these existential moments balanced with great action and still pull out a great movie. And that's what Ghost in the Shell needed, and it didn't have it. And my most disappointing film of 2017 is going to be a juxtaposition of Stephen King's properties. He had a fantastic one with it, and he had a very terrible property come out with Dark Tower. Um, it was something I was very excited about. I mean, I've always been excited to like venture into the books. And it's not only that they made a bad Dark Tower movie, it's that it, was, it just was absolutely garbage what they did with it you have this idea of the gunslinger who sounds like an amazing character and I'm sure Idris Elba brought what he could to the role but then everything else around him is just terrible the kid is terrible that they actually uh, put him, uh, have him team up with um, Matthew McConaughey is terrible as the man in black um, the whole aesthetic of the midworld and the dark tower you just don't. They don't really give it enough time to actually help build that world for you to get interested in. Uh, this is supposed to be what connects this all of Stephen King's properties together. Is this unique multiverse area? And um, they really don't explore that. It becomes more of a revenge movie that Indra uh, Elba has to kill the Man in Black for some reason. That's it. And, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's terrible. And it's the worst movie of 2017,
0: most disappointed movie of 2017, absolutely. Thanks so much, Brian. I kind of appreciate it. And uh, Mocha, what about you? Some uh, the biggest wins and biggest losses of 2017.
3: All right, let's get this off with biggest wins. Um, now, this is the films that I saw in 2017. I didn't get to see every movie I wanted to see. Um, but out of the ones that I did see, number three for me is actually going to be M. Night Shyamalan's Split. Now, I feel like this film was super underrated and kind of flew below the radar, and for good reason. And Night Shyamalan has had a long track record of disappointing his fans in the theater ever since he blew his load on The Sixth Sense. Um, But I felt like this was a really, really uh, big return to form for him. I wanted this movie to be good, and he delivered. It was a compelling story with really interesting characters. And um, Henry McAvoy completely blew me away with his acting skill. I did not know that he was so... Capable of nuanced performances and so many different ones in one film, um, being able to really bring out all different different types of personalities and different types of gender on screen with such ease um, was is really really uh, really can't be overstated enough. Um, so I think it was a Henry on that Henry,
4: much, right? it Henry really wasn't
3: it was a major sleeper hit in my opinion of this this yeah. year and unfortunately so. But uh, I, I'm looking I forward. With, yeah, I'm really looking forward to really the next good. one.
1: Mocha, I can agree with you. Uh, I think you were referring to his brother, but James McAvoy is the. Uh... Huh. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, was. I was. I was wondering, uh, do you call him Henry because you're more familiar with him than most people?
1: <laughs> That's just one of his other personalities. It's <laughs> alright. Alright,
2: alright. D- dub in
3: uh, James McAvoy for me. <laughs> okay. me you just,
1: you're just going to hear my voice, just James. Thomas.
2: <laughs>
3: Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay well back to it uh for my number two spot top of uh 2017 it's gonna go to blade runner 2049 this movie man was just freaking gorgeous and there were a lot of really pretty movies that came out this year but god damn, was this movie special um not only was it a beautiful movie uh but the fact that it it did a good job of moving the franchise forward despite there being a several decades-long gap between the uh, two installments, there was a lot of room in this film for it to go terribly, terribly wrong, and it really excelled my, exceeded my expectations.
2: So, gotta give credit where credit's due. Yeah, and, this is about to be on my top three, but, um, because, I mean, a sequel nobody wanted, or even expected or anticipated having. You didn't have a huge true. fanfare or anything, but... They made a sequel that works and probably makes the first movie better than what it was, and continue and like builds a universe out of this, which is amazing.
0: And I it's didn't so really
2: uh, like the first one.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, no, because I, well, I mean, since we're talking about the second one, me, making the first one better, like I still didn't like the first one. I, it was too slow. Um, and apparently, I'm not watching the correct version of it. Mm, I
0: mean, did you see no. the director's cut? There's like no. I, I, I have no idea. I saw yeah.
4: whatever Ryan gave me.
0: Um, Ryan, Dab, which Ryan Dab
4: I, Dab probably gave you like the original, original. Oh, Ryan yeah, he probably did. He not kind
0: of give you the director's cut. Knowing him, I don't. don't I mean,
4: maybe. I think he would give you the director's cut. I didn't. I.
3: I don't know. Either way, though, like I don't blame people when they have a hard time swallowing the first Blade Runner movie because it's not a typical, a typical like broadly palatable sci-fi movie that you get most of the time. It's very. This one was easier to watch. Definitely, definitely.
4: Like the second one, the pacing was way better. It was also much more intense when the action did happen. It
3: was way more intense.
0: It's going to be much easier to watch because it goes off of a, a an original movie, and they know. I mean, they have an outline to kind of build off of. Of when you know the original Blade Runner, the outline was the book, so it's it's much different. At least what people want to watch, I think. So it's going to be easier, but it's also a sequel, right? So they also can get the sequelitis, as we talked about.
3: Yeah. Overall, though, at least for its for its visual impact, um, I think it's worthwhile mention for for my personal list. Um, but on the number one slot. Um, And this may come as no surprise, but for me, it is Logan. Um, Brian already went ahead and said a lot about this movie. It definitely gets my number one spot, just because uh, for someone who's been a fan of comic books since he was a little kid, um, to see a movie come out that can so widely reach a mainstream audience and generate wide appeal, while still being so, so, so focused on the characters and what made them special in the comics and really drawing from that... Uh, it was just impressive impressive and unprecedented. I didn't think it was something that I that I could expect out of um, any of my superhero movies that have come out. So uh, it was awesome getting a chance to see them do a really good job and give a great send-off to an actor who has shepherded his character for, like, what, 17 years
4: before, by, by the end of it? That's just crazy that it's been 17 years.
3: It really is, and Hugh Jackman needs to get the props for he that. He gets hotter and hotter every year. He does? I'm sure. He's,
0: totally not, yeah. he's like Mike Blewett. It's crazy. Oh, it's Jasmine
3: is the, uh, like the living personification of
2: global warming. You get hotter and hotter, whether or not you're not. You <laughs> Plus finding that tender old girl to play
4: uh, Laura. Well, oh, so yeah, that was really fine. good.
3: Daphne Keene, sh- huge shout-out to her. She's the like best female actress of the year. Yes. Those are definitely my, my, my top three of 2017. Uh, as for the bottom three, um, I'm going to try my best. Not to, like, fly into rage with the mention of any of these movies. Um, But number three, worst movie of the year for me, was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. That movie was trash. It was so bad. Um, Yeah. But that's on you. Why
4: do you watch that movie?
3: Well, because I was the
4: only other person who would, was willing to review it. <laughs> Mike. Because, I mean, at this point, there are how many movies of those? Six? That's the fifth one, I think. Uh, yeah, five, six. Oh, God damn it. Like and that. only the first one was good. Um, so, moving on
3: to uh, my number two <laughs> least favorite movie of, of 2017. Um, and this is going to be a divisive one. Uh, I'm sure there are some people, maybe in the room, definitely at home, who might not agree with me. But my number two least favorite movie was Mother by Darren Aronofsky um this movie man like at the end of the day it was just like two hours of darren Abernowski jerking off in front of the mirror um like Go it on. was really about him i feel like um and while it had a lot of like cool aspects to it and some good stuff overall it just like it just felt like i don't know it just felt like there wasn't really a good sense of <sighs> magic in this movie I don't know. I, it's hard to put into words without like talking about all the individual things about it that I disliked. Um, but yeah, this was one of the more divisive movies of the year, and I fall on the negative side of that, that scale.
2: What do you have against Javier Bardem? Nothing. best.
0: Thank you for calling that out.
3: Javier Bardem is the best thing about every movie he's in, hands down. That's <laughs> true. Yes, sure. yeah.
2: Even if it's two of the worst <laughs> movies of the year. <laughs> well, he was
3: awesome. I thought he was great in Pirates of the Caribbean, as Captain Saladar.
4: <laughs>
3: oh man! <laughs> yeah, my number one least favorite movie is just a supercut of Javier Bardem's lifetime <laughs> achievements. <laughs> it
0: was good in No Country for Old Men. and
4: a, a lot of other movies. So there you go. That's a horrible movie. I didn't like it at all.
0: My actual
3: number one least favorite movie of this year, um, and I'm fortunate because I tend to go out of my way to avoid movies I know that are going to be bad. That's why. I had the great fortune of skipping The Dark Tower and Transformers. Um, but this one was actually my idea, so I wasn't able to skip out on this one. And that is Jigsaw. Absolutely the worst movie I saw this year. Um, we had to do it because there really weren't that many options for Halloween movies when, when it came time for the, uh, the Halloween Spectacular. Um, but man, that was just it wasn't good. This was not good. The Saw franchise needs to die and something better needs to take its place. Um, I think we all deserve that. <laughs> like so it,
4: so is that, that one a continuation of the series, or is it a prequel? Is Spoilers. It...
0: That's a spoiler answer. Yeah,
4: well. well, I'm never going to watch that movie.
3: <laughs> I think Bourne's more concerned about the rest of the world listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. It mean, uh, was the first Jigsaw movie I saw, and I was like, let's just munch of garbage. <laughs>
4: Man, you really should go
1: see the first one. <laughs> first one's really good. No, no he said perfect. this
4: was the first not the first was bad. No, no,
1: I'm saying I'm saying he should oh. see the first one because the first one's really good. There's a oh, reason. Sure. So there's like a reason, song, the
4: like the original Saw
3: movie. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty good. One well, was pretty yeah. groundbreaking, and then two was actually a good continuation or like outgrowth of the mythology. But after two like two was okay, and then everything else after two was just bad. Okay.
0: Nope. So, everything after one is bad. Ah, 2 so was too bad.
3: Yeah. Number eight, I believe it was. It's my number one least favorite movie of this year. Wait, those are eight
2: movies? I'm pretty sure yeah. Jigsaw, Jigsaw was, saw I think eight.
0: Seven, I think seven or eight. They pumped,
2: yeah. out, they pumped out a Jigsaw movie for ten bucks and they make a hundred bucks back. Yeah. Wow.
1: They pumped yeah. out a new one of those every year for like seven years in a row, which is unbelievable.
3: And then they took Crazy. like a five-year break, right?
1: Yeah, it was a long time.
3: And then they finally came back to all of the adoring Saw franchise fans who are clamoring for another movie and said, Here... Take this. It's trash. Yeah. Terrible,
0: How
2: <laughs> terrible. But
3: yeah, oh, those thanks. are my top and bottom of uh, my tops and bottoms of 2017.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all love the tops and bottoms. Uh,
1: blew it. Give me your tops and bottoms of 2017. Right, my tops and bottoms. First of all, Warren Jackson, uh, ambiguously mm. both tops and bottoms,
4: <laughs> especially uh, the bottom.
1: <laughs> it looks thanks, <laughs> Uh, so, for me, uh, my <laughs> third favorite movie of this year, Get Out, uh, I thought that was the perfect blend between comedy and horror, where you kind of uncomfortable the whole time, which I think, I think a good comedy should be like. You should feel uncomfortable listening to good comedy. Um, and I can't wait to see uh, Ambiguously either Key or Appeal, I kind of forget which one did the... Uh, get Out, uh, their next step. Jordan
3: Peele.
1: Yeah, yeah, Jordan Peele. Because like they clearly have a very, very good understanding on how this the whole movie-making business works. Uh, Kiana was also great, but that was a couple years ago. Um, my second favorite uh, comes as no surprise because I named this as my most anticipated film from last year, the last time we did this wrap-up, is Thor Ragnarok. Uh, to Ooh. me... You know, it, it wasn't perfect in any imagine, but, like, it was a d- big, dumb, blonde dude hitting things with a hammer for two hours. And for me, I'm into that. I'm very much okay. Uh, we, there was a big uh, green dude who also hit things for about 45 minutes, and I liked that. And there was a chick that swung a sword around for about 15 minutes. Again, very much okay with that. Um... Yeah, the music was amazing and the visuals really brought something new to uh, the Marvel Universe. For me, the most, uh, the best movie that I think I saw and the movie that I probably, this is kind of how I answer this question, the movie that I'll probably revisit the most in the future is definitely The Disaster Artist. I freaking love The Room. Like, I don't know if I made this clear enough in our Room pod... Or, like, the Disaster Artist podcast. But The Room is a movie that I've seen arguably second to only Cool Runnings. Which I just watched again for the 24th time in a row.
3: On VHS?
1: Uh, Oh, yeah. I have it. I mean, I have it on VHS. Mm -hmm. But we watched it on Netflix. Um, So, like, arguably I've seen this movie the second most times only to that. And... To see a film done with some of my favorite comedians um, in a very honest, truthful way that brought out the weirdness and also just, like, the honesty beyond, behind this film was amazing. Like, out of all those – like, Logan – Logan's hard to sit through. Logan's, like, a real tough one to just put on and just, like, watch because of, like, how deep it is. Um, what's it called? Uh, what was the other big one? Um, like Spider Man, that was cool. But but again, uh, Dunkirk. Again, I'm not gonna watch Dunkirk on like a sit like a Saturday afternoon. But Disaster Artists, I could probably put on any Saturday afternoon and watch any thirty minute chunk of that and have myself a grand old time. And so I know. I think w- one last thing. I think uh, Guillermo brought this up in pre production that we like potential like. Superlatives, if you will. I will say this: I had an absolute blast during Wonder Woman, and I don't think it is on the same level as any of the movies that I just watched, or just named, excuse me. But uh, I would throw that on on a Saturday afternoon too. Like that was a sweet movie, and I I really hope that Patty Jenkins gets a lot more opportunities, and Gal Gadot and the rest of that cast gets a lot more opportunities. Uh, Cause they royally screwed it up with Justice League, <laughs> and I, like, I really want to see, uh, I want to see where that universe develops. Cause that to me, that's the most interesting thing about DC. Um, as far as my biggest misses, I'm gonna go ar- ar- against Bryland and just pick the easy ones. Cause you know that's what I saw. Uh, to me, my my least fa- uh, third most least favorite was Mother. Um, Mike said pretty much what I feel on it. It was stupid as hell. And that's it, uh going down even more <laughs> the stupid train we have Transformers uh that movie was just garbage, straight, just hot trash. and I will say this the the most worst movie of this year was the Dark Tower, just because at least Transformers we all looked at each other before deciding on that was the movie of the week, and we're like, this movie's gonna suck but it's also going to make close to a billion dollars so we should probably review it just because people are going to see this movie. It was like a it was honestly a business decision to do it. Uh, and no, no one was happy about that. Uh, I will say this that I think a lot of people were looking forward to Dark Tower and, and saying like hey, I'm like really interested to see how this goes. And that movie just sucked. Like the Transformers was a worse movie than Dark Tower, but Dark Tower, when you think about like Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey are like the pro and antagonist of a movie. If you put those in those actors in most movies, that that movie is gonna be very watchable. And this movie wasn't. It was garbage from top to bottom. Oh, I hate um, that movie.
3: Fun fact about that: uh, Blew it. You guys made the correct business decision in terms of reviewing something that you knew would make a lot of money. Um Transformers the Last Night wound up breaking in about six hundred and five million dollars worldwide. That's crazy. As opposed to the one hundred eleven million worldwide that Dark Tower brought in. Well, so, I'm sure so I'll
4: see the uh, Bumblebee movie next year, so. <laughs> yep. so was it Dark Tower wasn't executed correctly or was it just like the or like the original book wasn't interesting enough to make a movie out of it you know no, no, the book is awesome
2: but
1: it wasn't based on the book yeah uh, it was like a reboot instead
2: of, instead of making a movie based on one like the first book or something it's like let's make the movie book nine that continues this story after this whole eight episode series is finished ah okay it was yeah, yeah, so really it didn't really it was, make that much sense
1: it was stupid from conception through execution let's just put it that way
3: yeah, yeah. Which is a damn shame because he just Elba
4: deserves better. Yup, yes. so good.
0: Yes, he does. I'm actually gonna uh So I'm gonna go uh, next here, uh, Mike, because we have the same exact uh, shitty movies. And I'm gonna start there. Switch <laughs> up the uh, order just a little bit because I thought uh, number three, Dark Tower. We've already talked about that uh, in there. Uh, number two, Transformers. Why? Please stop making these movies. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm probably still gonna go to the theater because <laughs> yeah. Uh, but number one was mother, and just yes. like Mocha,
3: yeah,
0: just like Mocha said, we watched that movie together, and I remember we got out of the movie theater, walked—I think we walked about like maybe thirty minutes or so to get somewhere—and couldn't find a single word to say one thing we liked about that movie. Uh, <laughs> and It was very difficult. After about a couple of days, then we we're like, "Oh, this kind of happened." So that was uh, sh- sh- shitty movies all around.
2: Stop. There is one Please. word. It's Javier.
1: <laughs> yeah that's fair oh,
0: or, or, or trash but you know who knows,
1: who knows? <laughs> yo one thing I'd say I'm actually glad I didn't know this but I, so Transformers only made 600 million dollars
3: 605
1: cause the one before it I thought made one point one billion. Oh god so like it's it's losing traction like they might kill it eventually Half a bill
3: half a half a bill is still nothing to scoff
1: at. It's nothing to scoff at, but it's all it's almost like a fifty percent return from the previous year. So that's not good. Crazy. That's it. And that's, I also
0: wonder how much of that is domestic. I know that we can kind of break that down because I know that domestic is not very large.
1: No, it's so, all it's all based in China. Twenty, two thirty.
3: So the domestic for the last night is one hundred and thirty million. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah, mo- <laughs> yeah, no. Most they, they are literally making. America. They are literally making these movies for China. That's it. Meanwhile, nope.
3: Transformers: Age of Distinction, Extinction, Extinction, made two hundred forty-five million gross and one point one billion worldwide. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're right, below it That's almost like a fifty percent uh, loss in worldwide.
2: Uh, revenue. Yeah. They're gonna. Th- so Jackie Chan replaces Mark
4: Wahlberg.
2: Nice. Uh, I. Oh, Chan oh my. replaces uh, Bumblebee.
1: <laughs> instead of a huge um, robot it's just a an asian dude
3: <laughs> jackie chan in disguise it's
1: I would, dude um, if mark Wahlberg tries to climb into jackie chan i would watch that movie it'd be four and a half minutes yeah. long but that yep
0: so talking about my favorite so my top three uh movies of 2017 uh number three is going to go to ladybird uh A, I saw that movie during the week of Star Wars, and it was completely empty theater. It was awesome. I'm surprised a lot of of people aren't necessarily talking about this movie. really talks about just relationships and expanding, how people kind of grow, and kind of takes you back to a time in which when you were about to graduate high school, some of the choices you made. So uh, I think that was a very powerful movie. I really wish a lot more people would see that. Uh, Number two is going to be Coco. Man, this movie was gorgeous and beautiful and just literally... Every part of this movie was uh, phenomenal, especially kind of putting in music into this actual realm. Uh, and I love animated movies, so that definitely has to be up, up top of there. Uh, the, my number one movie has to be Get Out. That movie, uh, uh, amazing fine line between kind of comedy and horror, much like uh, uh, Blue was talking about. And especially a, a first-time director just blowing it out of the water to the point where people are like i'm not even sure how to even engage this movie it's it's so good i really wish more and more people would see it like even before the hype i wish we could time travel back so everybody goes see that movie although it breaks a bunch of other records i know he's gonna win some stuff too but just as a movie like by itself i can definitely sit down and watch that movie a couple times because i although i may know what's gonna happen there's still gonna be some small things i'll pick up on so uh those are my uh top and bottom movies do you know out. if
4: he uh if he had anything to do with directing the like the show key and peel uh i'm pretty sure he i think it was just it
0: was jordan and, Peele? yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was that,
4: they
3: like directed and produced that
4: show as well dude because that, that show had a couple of like horror skids that were fucking phenomenal
3: hmm. oh oh yeah were they legitimately creepy
4: dude yes absolutely Absolutely, especially the one where it's like the Frap Brothers and they have like the the ghost. <laughs> That's good. It was it was b- beautifully shot. It was amazing. I love that
0: show. I mean, check it, check that show out on Hulu. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, Guillermo,
4: how about you? Yes, boy? yes.
0: Tell me about some of your best and worst movies of 2017.
4: Um. Okay. So, tops. Super easy. John Wick Two. Logan. Yeah.
0: Ooh.
4: But. To be fair, those are easy because those are just satisfying a emptiness that I had. And I just want them. Because Logan is just so good. And John Wick, I've seen the movie like a hundred times. It's so good. But the actual top three. Blade Runner, number three. I think Blade Runner, trends. even if you don't like the Blade Runner, the first one, which I didn't. I went to see it because I just wanted to see that universe again. And I think Blade Runner almost transcends, like, the the the, the form. And it's almost like you're watching, like, a poetry or, like, or it's, like, like, I don't know, like a painting. Like, I want most of those shots in poster form. I just see them in poster form. That, that movie is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Teddy Villeneuve and Roger Deakins, oh they're no slouches, stupid. they can make shit look beautiful. It's insane. <laughs> um, so that movie made me come, in, come out of that theater, like I watched something special. Um, second one, Dunkirk, pretty much for the same thing. It's not perfect, there's not a lot of dialogue, it's very he- like heavy to watch. It's, it's, you don't know who's the main character. You don't know who you're supposed to like. Like, you don't know what's going on. But just the experience of that movie, it's almost like it transcends the normal war movie, the normal just going to the movies and see that movie. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. You have to see it in the theaters. Like, it's, it's just, there's no other way. Yeah. Um, and my first movie, and this is going to come out as a surprise. It is Last Jedi.
3: Yeah.
4: that <laughs> <It> is, <laughs> is very surprising
2: for the guy yeah. that shot on Force Awakens <laughs> yeah. so yep. much.
4: And Brothers, I, don't mention I, that. Happy. I <laughs> love this movie because it literally takes all the fanboy, the fanboys, and it shits on them and it says, you know, "Fuck <laughs> you!" I'm making my, my Star Wars that I want to say and I want to tell and fuck you guys and I absolutely <laughs> love that Star Wars uh, episode 8 fuck your fan theories dude. <laughs> I, when I'm so glad it's so irreverent that I cannot I, I was losing my mind uh, I loved it um, there is a dark horse you guys should definitely watch uh, Personal Shopper that's with uh, Kristen Stewart um, it's a really cool movie she Really, really performs the fuck out of that movie. She's really good in it. Um, bottom threes. Bottom threes is not necessarily that I didn't like them. I think that the error with those three movies it was over hype. Um, so Thor three. It's not that I didn't like it. It's just that it was way too much overhyped, and I watched the trailers, so the I like already knew the the cool parts on it. Um, so. It was that was my bad. Uh, Wonder Woman, it was way overhyped for me, and I went to see it, and I'm like, "This is just whatever. It's it's okay, it's cool, but it's forgettable for me." Um, and my first one was Alien Covenant. I absolutely love Ridley Scott, and I love the alien world, and it's just not working out. It really isn't. Um, it's so forgettable. It's it's not giving us anything new. I just don't, I don't like, I didn't like it.
0: So, yeah. too many dumb things, too many dumb things happened in that movie.
4: Yeah, and it's not, and not liking it is not the right word. It's just that it just didn't feel the expectation that I wanted to.
3: Guillermo, I really agree with you on the Wonder Woman um, aspect. Like, I like Wonder Woman a lot. Um, and I think I mentioned this during the actual recording we did, but, you know, Wonder Woman is a very okay superhero origin movie. Yeah. But it's the Citizen Kane of the DCEU, Yes, um, and that's where the problem is. I think that the hype was worth it if you compare it to everything that came before it. Um, but overall, it was just like a really good standard superhero. It was okay.
4: It. it was definitely good. It's a it's a, it was a step in the right direction for them. And I can sort of see it. Try to like them. Try to like fight it out in Justice League, which is like okay too. Yeah. Like, but uh, it was yeah. too overhyped. It was too overhyped. Yeah. I'll always champion Alium Covenant just because it is
2: definitely a step above Prometheus and It is. It definitely um, is. Um I can I can't get enough of just Michael Fassbender monologues of he just reads like the spokesatora or uh, <laughs> the poem of Osmandius. I mean that stuff just
1: That movie was possible. only worth it to see Michael Fassbender make out with himself. That was it. That <laughs> was he, the he only. the award
3: best kiss twenty seventeen. That was the <laughs> is it? <laughs> I mean it's got my
1: vote I don't know. He, I mean vote technically vote. he's got double the amount of entries In that scene so like I think that wins by default <laughs> So let's Let's do a bit of a round table
0: Let's talk about you know the biggest myths Of you know what's one of the biggest movies That you really wanted to go see But you never had a chance to go see um, In 2017 uh, Start with uh,
1: Blewett. Yeah so my biggest one was Lady Bird um, I heard so many cool things About this movie and i still get to see it and i have no idea when i'm gonna make time to do it but uh i feel like i should go big smith definitely hop
0: on especially still in theaters right now so yeah. it's, uh, it's probably not gonna be in theaters right too long because it's arguably be an indie movie so definitely check it out uh mocha
3: as far as the film that i am most disappointed i missed this year um it's gonna be guillermo del toro's uh, shape of water um, I'm particularly disappointed because like, I actually was the one who pushed for that movie to be reviewed by us in the first place and then I just wasn't able to make it to the theater in time because um, your boy's broke but uh, <laughs> like, I, I need to find a way to see that movie before it leaves theaters um, if not I'll be glad to watch it at home um, but the last time I was really excited about a Del Toro movie and missed seeing it in theaters was Pan's Labyrinth, and that's what oh, my favorite so good, of the whole
4: time. So good. And, so
3: I, and I've seen it so many times on, like, since it was released on DVD, so I need to, to see this movie in theaters, if anything, to make up for that.
0: Of course, no spoilers here, but Shape of Water and uh, Last Jedi round out my top five. Uh, that's how much I enjoyed that movie, and I know me and Abbott talked about it a good amount, and I'm really excited to revisit that movie just because of the things that he put in that I didn't necessarily notice. And the soundtrack of that movie is by Alexandre Desplat, which is phenomenal. Um, So like, literally, when that movie begins, you're in that world. So I'm really excited for you to check that movie out, because it's really good. Um, I definitely want to
3: see it uh, first week of 2018, maybe even second week. Um, I do need to give a special shout-out, though, for a missed opportunity film as well. Um, And this shout-out goes to the film Wolf Warrior Two. Oh yeah! Uh, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with it, but what we do was the number five highest worldwide grossing film of 2017. Um, It was the only top ten worldwide grossing film of the year that was not American made; it's Chinese made. Um, And yeah, it seems pretty interesting. It did gangbusters in terms of um, uh, in terms of its results in the theaters. It's the second in a franchise. Um, I'm not too familiar with the franchise, but knowing that it was such a ma- massive, massive hit worldwide, 870 million worldwide box offices is, is impressive, and it had to happen for a reason. Um, but ultimately it's about some Chinese, like, soldier or ex-soldier who does, like, either special missions or mercenary work, like, on the side now. Um, but anyway, this time he's in Africa fighting people that are trying to kill aid workers, and I want to see it. <laughs>
0: Nice. I think uh, Abbott talked about that with you, or maybe kind of mentioned that. I think he probably was uh, hyped about checking out that movie, too, Mm. knowing him. Uh, Brylin, biggest miss of 2017? Uh, Yeah, so my biggest miss, and it's only because of
2: how award season works. They only have to get their movies into New York and Los Angeles to be nominated, and everybody else has to wait until mid-January To get their movies in. that's uh, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Phantom Thread uh, Supposedly this is Daniel day lewiss final movie wow. uh, And the last time Paul Thomas Anderson And uh, Daniel Day-Lewis made a movie It was called There Will Be Blood And it was an amazing film uh, And so I was I'm super excited to see this movie I'll definitely go out of my way to catch it And uh, watch it
0: And Probably enjoy it too. Nice. I actually haven't seen that movie because it's not out. So there you go. Are you a big fan
3: of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Bryland?
0: Yes, absolutely.
3: Uh, I I have a a buddy of mine who's who tends to introduce me to directors that I normally wouldn't watch. um, Who all you all know as Ian Scott Halland um, (laughs) has been trying to get me to watch some Paul Thomas Anderson films, and I keep falling asleep during *Inherent Vice*. I like it. I don't dislike it, but I just *Inherent Vice* is so much fun. I know, which is why I keep giving it tri- some extra tries And I need to be sober during it Maybe that'll help But,
2: um, but yeah. um, Start with Boogie Nights and then Travel into his later works I would say
3: Ah, interesting, start at the very beginning okay.
2: Yeah start. Because I think he's definitely one of those directors While you watch his works He definitely grows So like, yeah, do Boogie Nights, do Magnolia And then you can veer off to Inherent Vice, or There Will Be Blood, or uh, The Master, which is amazing as well. So mm. stop master and the Commander, war. far of the world? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is an amazing movie, too.
0: Oh, I thought you were talking about that. Oh, no, no, you're talking about The Master with um, the guy who passed away.
2: No. David oh, yeah, Carradine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Joaquin Phoenix isn't
2: dead, but you're thinking <laughs> of Philip Seymour Hoffman.
0: Thank you. Yes, <laughs> uh, I saw the other movie. The other movie was Russell Crowe, isn't it? So I've seen that too.
2: Master sure. Commander for
0: yeah, I yeah. and Paul Bettany. I mean, he's great because he plays Vision, so that's good. Yeah. Uh Guillermo, biggest miss that you really wanted to see?
4: Um, I really want to go to see uh, it. Um, I'm getting a chance to see it. Um, obviously, Get Out. Um, and I've been in, uh, reading a lot about Ladybird and I want to see that one too.
0: So all of our best movies that you do. Pretty much.
4: Yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Think, uh, Hence, one, that's why I don't come to the podcast anymore.
0: <laughs> that's fair.
4: That's okay. We miss,
0: we, miss, we miss you every day. I think one of the biggest ones that I wanted to see is because it's uh, the director, it's Martin McDonough. Uh, it's called Three Billboards Outside of Ebay, Missouri. And he. this is the same guy who did um, Seven Psychopaths, and he also did In Bruges, and he actually started as a playwright, From the Lieutenant of Inishmore. Uh, And he always has the most gruesome. Bloody. Bloody. Like crazy films. That has to do with something that's very very small. And trivial. And it's very. It's a comedic. But it's very dark. It's it's very good. I'm bummed I missed that. Uh, I just. I think if we just kind of ran out of time. There's kind of too many things happening. So. But yeah. So things like that. And uh, so we're going to reflect a little bit about us. And I know that we talked about a lot of movies that we liked. Didn't like. And something we missed. But. Favorite podcast episode that you've experienced in 2017? What do you got? I'm to tossing it over to Guillermo.
4: I don't listen to you guys. Uh,
0: Thanks, I appreciate it.
4: The Spider-Man:
3: Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess it would have to be Spider-Man for you by default because that was the only one you were on this year yeah
4: <laughs> I I just I have the ability to talk to you guys directly so I just call you guys well I do and appreciate
0: uh, your dollar bin reviews so that was awesome that's a, another new thing that came out this year
4: dude awesome. and I had technically like seven movies that I've written a review for I just need to sit down and just do it do it
0: just be Nike do about work. it uh, what about uh, Brylin toss it over to you
2: uh, yeah, and I think, uh, Blewett can kind of add to this, uh, my favorite podcast was our Matt Gray interview, um, I kind of, like, had structured, like, one thing I thought was cool is just, I'm uh, getting Matt Gray on and having him share his story of how he works in the industry, but also, I had, like, ten questions ready to go, you know what, the interview, once to get Matt Gray rolling just let him roll and he has some amazing stories to share and it's really cool to see his perspective on the
4: uh, filmmaking industry as well and he has something very interesting whenever I sit down to talk to him is that he doesn't like he can adjust the way that he talks to somebody like me that doesn't know a lot about it and we can have like a cool conversation without him being like too highbrow for me yeah. which I really appreciate because he's you know he's he's a fan of films and actors and directors and all that. So it's really cool to see um, him sit down with you guys because he's he's phenomenal. He's a cool dude.
2: Yeah, he Those really gets. Ones. Yeah, he and, really gets the love behind why yeah. people love movies, but he also understands like why people are so obsessed with working in it and how uh, how it can be a
0: very serious and stressful thing for people to get a role right at times as well i sat in a cafe for about eight hours um in virginia that's super super small sat cafe and had a chance to kind of listen to a bunch of podcasts and that was like the perfect podcast to listen to while just hanging out drinking your black tea and just hearing somebody kind of talks about their lives and it was very very impactful i had a, a lot of fun i couldn't be a part of it but i wanted to and that was awesome just to listen to that uh
1: blew it Anything else? Yeah, it was the same thing. Uh, Honestly, not for nothing, but it was probably the most memorable to me because it was different. You know, we do week after week. We do a movie review. We talk about our wins, losses, and our final grades or final thoughts. Um, This was completely freeform, and it was... I think that when you think back, whatever is different by default stands out, and I think that... For me, that is the defining podcast of this year. I think we had great thoughts on a lot of other movies, but that's the one that really is like, well, that was cool. We did something very different and very unique. You know, we've been running this thing for we d- we celebrated two years over the summer, right? And so, yeah. and so in two and a half years is the only really different one, unless you you know unless you count like Abbott's Fear Boners episodes.
4: Boners.
1: Yeah, but like it's one of those, you know, it's again, it's one of those things that like it stood out on its own as a truly unique experience for our podcast. And we're working on getting more people to do it, you know, going forward. Um, but that is a little harder to do because none of us live in yeah. Los Angeles, Warren.
4: Yet. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Just <laughs> <dun, dun, laughs> got Warren Jackson's moving to
0: Los Angeles. Polka? Uh, yeah.
3: Uh, let's see, let's see, my favorite episode of the year, um, this one changed I think when it came time for our second anniversary podcast I still referred to Logan as my favorite one because that was the first podcast I was on um, but it is now officially the Jigsaw episode aka the Fear Boners Halloween Spectacular um, for those of you who didn't get a chance to listen to it, we uh, linked up with Rob Trove of, of uh, Not Another Gaming um, Not Another Gaming Podcast and brought him on as a guest uh during that episode since he's a big time fan of horror movies and it was just really fun getting to know him you know during the whole process of like coordinating the events as well as just having a guest speaker on um to talk to sh- just talk shit for an hour and a half about a really bad movie um it was super fun and one of the uh the wackier episodes i feel like and it was just like a unique experience so uh that definitely my favorite for
0: the year i had so much fun doing that dressing that up and cool. just uh oh, just having just rob and i just going at it was amazing that was a lot yeah. Fun. <laughs> um yeah i will say my favorite one was when we had a uh, first ever podcasters i think we had three at the same time with dylan uh megan arnold way out in uh, la dylan was in colorado and we had caroline that was uh in person for the beauty and the beast and i think that was a hilarious episode uh Took a turn, but it was still a lot of fun. Uh, especially when uh, that was the first time that somebody—I think one of the people—in actual, in person, like we had a great, a lot of disagreements. But you know, in the end, I know I'm always right, so that was. was mm. Mm. Yeah, but you told me I'm always right yesterday, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as we're getting ready to uh, finish up 2017, we have you know just a few more days left. There's stuff to be excited about for the future. Um, there's stuff to be excited about for our podcast, for our team to be growing and everything. But what's one movie... I want to start with you, Brylin. What's one movie for 2018 that you're super jazzed about? Uh, there's a
2: lot of cool things on the plate for 2018. But I'm going to say... The one that I'm most jazzed about is Han Solo. I want to see... Han, I want to see Lando kicking it in the galaxy having fun playing some sabacc Chewie hanging out with him I think it'll be a lot of fun just like The Last Jedi watching that again just reminds me of the magic of Star Wars and when you have a
0: Star Wars movie there's something special about it so I cannot wait to see that Nice. I have no idea what that movie's about and I'm not going to watch any of the trailers as always so thank you Uh, Mocha? My most anticipated
3: film of 2018, and this was hard because there's a whole lot of good Marvel movies coming out that I'm super, super stoked for, but putting aside my fanboyism, um, I think that my most anticipated film of 2018 is actually Incredibles 2. Mm -hmm. Um, Incredibles is one of the best, like, like funniest Pixar movies ever. I loved Incredibles. It was so much fun, and it was such a huge success. And one thing Pixar does really well is if they do make a sequel – they wait and they take their time and they make something really special. They did that with Finding Dory. Um, I can't say the same for the for the Cars ser- franchise because that's sort of its own its own weird thing now. But um, I really think that Incredibles two is going to be something special as well, and I can't wait to see uh, see what comes of it
0: yeah i think one of the own like cars 2 may be the worst but it's actually not very many like maybe one or two pixar films that's like probably shouldn't have made that they tried to come back with cars 3 and it was much better than 2 but still that franchise should have probably stopped after one so there you go uh i'm going to toss it over to uh, michael uh, balewit
1: yeah so the obvious choice on everyone's mind, I feel like, and I, I think we should get this out of the way, because I, I, I'm going to dance around it, uh, Avengers Infinity War. Ba, right?
2: Ba, 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 like, that ba. is the culmination...
1: <laughs> that's the culmination of ten years, and th- the trailer alone had so much hype going into it, and then we saw the trailer, and uh, I'd like to brag for a second, uh, I, I logged on to YouTube... In the first like four seconds, it was up. I I got viewer number fifty six on that trailer. Wow! Oh. It was crazy. I know, ladies, don't throw yourself at me. Fifty six viewer. <laughs> it's not like I was thirty four. But uh, I digress. Um, to me, the most uh, the movie that I'm looking forward to besides that one, the most is uh, Super Troopers. Super Troopers two. What a stupid, stupid comedy that they made in like two thousand and three. And I just can't wait to see them develop that again. Like that looks freaking sweet.
3: Has there been a trailer yet? Uh yeah. It,
1: uh yeah. It's like a it's like a teaser pretty though. humorous. Yeah. They basically just like make fun bad. of the jokes they make in the first one. It's like all you want to see out of a trailer out of it.
4: Gamma? Um, I'm looking forward to going unsolid. I don't want to watch any trailers. Yes. yes, but because it here's the thing, Poison like for example, Well, because the thing is that like, you get overhyped and then you overthink the movie and then you over like it's it it's it's too much and then you you don't really like it. Like for example, one of my favorite movies of all time is Halloween, and this next year they got uh, John Carpenter and. Uh, uh, Basically, it's just out of retirement. Just go. Let's make this movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be back, back to and India. they actually sign. And they actually signed in Nick Castle, which is the original shape, like the original Michael Myers, to come in and, and like do <laughs> the original this. Original shape. Well, I mean, it's called the shape.
2: No, no, you're right. I
4: guess. Um, so like it, and they're they're essentially scraping all the sequels, and they're just going back to this movie. Is gonna be. Like a continuation of the original movie, so it has the potential to be really, really cool. Back to form for all these like characters, and it could blow up because it's overhyped and it's overthought and it's over like you know exposed and all these things. And then you know, you you come in thinking that it's gonna be something, and then it's not gonna be that, and then you're gonna hate it, and then you you hate John Carpenter and you hate Jamie Lee Curtis, and it's just. You, I, I just don't want to watch any, any anything, you know, because it's, you know, I already saw the trailer for Black Panther, and I'm I'm like I can't wait to see that movie, and then what if I don't like it, you know, like it's just it's it's unfair for the movie that it's so overly hyped, and it's unfair for me because then I think I'm gonna go see something, and then I don't like it, and it's like I overthink the the movie, and it's it's too much.
0: I mean, we yeah, talk but- about this a lot, though, because like I think the reason why I choose not to. like they go on solid right i don't watch any of the stuff i don't watch the posters it's not because i'm not excited about it it's not because i'm not going to go see that movie i mean there's a lot of other venues and channels for me to watch this stuff it's the exact opposite i'm trying to preserve that magic i I don't want to know who the actors are on a live on stage before walking out and then sitting down because it's going to break my actual sort of just all my bunch of belief in everything about it. I'm trying to preserve as much as possible. So when I sit down, I have a complete unbiased approach to watching that movie. Uh, and I mean, that's why I do it. And now thank you, Derek. Like you, you're showing me these things on Twitter. Cause I have so many muted words. You have no <laughs> idea. So I don't see any of these tweets. It's like, it's not because I, it's now to the point where I just don't trust people. Like, and it people, there's other stuff that we can necessarily talk about instead of talking about a trailer.
4: You know? Dude, I literally had to stop using the internet for a week so I wouldn't be spoiled by Star Wars or anything or anything like that. It sucks. And 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 to me, the problem is that you overthink it, and then you over you you get overly hyped, and then you build up the movie in your head to a point where it's not humanly possible for a director to make a movie for you. It's a movie for everybody, and it's it's hard, and, and it's it's not fair, you know? And and it's what I said, look what happened to Thor. Like, if I didn't know that Hulk was going to be on Thor 3, I would have lose my mind in the theater. But, the, but I already knew that I was there, you know? So it was like, I was making up this story in my mind, like, where is that movie going to go? And then it didn't.
3: Yeah, I feel you know? like... Everybody can agree, anyone who, who enjoyed the Thor movie can agree that that spoiling Hulk's presence in the trailers was maybe necessary, but also extremely ill-advised. Because um, yeah. that would have been one of the most amazing reveals in any
4: Absolutely,
2: movie. absolutely. And, uh...
1: Yeah, I'm fine with that. I was yeah. so amped about that.
2: It was like, that's awesome. And then I saw in the movie and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't
1: say
3: per se, but I do think it would have been more awesome it a complete surprise.
1: So, I, you know, I'll give you this. I Since Ant-Man, um, they ruined the Falcon's appearance in Ant-Man in like one of the TV spots that ironically I saw during like the NBA Finals. Uh, And so it it was one of those things I was just watching with my friends, so there's no avoiding, like, on a huge TV at some bar, not seeing that. And that kind of ruined that appearance for me. But it was only a five-minute scene. Since that movie, I've stopped watching TV spots. I'll give Warren this. Mm -hmm. Like, the oversaturation of last-minute get-butts-in-seat marketing is definitely been a better approach to movies. But also... Like the films that I've been following the production for like months on, I'm fine with seeing the like the trailer. If I'm seeing like set pictures and like set rumors and casting rumors and all this stuff, seeing like a fully fledged like actually CGI'd trailer is kind of payoff for that.
4: Dude, how many times have we seen the Black Panthers trailer? We've seen it like a hundred times at work. It's so good. Oh the the But of, then it's like The Avengers like, you're so overhyped by it, you know? The cuz No, no I, I I can... like for Marvel movies
3: specifically, like
4: currently if you're a fan
3: of Marvel movies, then you exist in a perpetual state of hype. They yep. plan these films, they have three a year and they plan them out years in advance, and there's never nothing for you to be hyped about. So at the very least for Marvel, it's just like like hype is what it is at this point.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Black Panther is probably like right up there with Han Solo for me for Movie I really want to see next year, just because that movie's gonna mean so much to so many people. Yep, it'll be amazing to see that energy. Yeah, I, if it's played off well, it's gonna be phenomenal.
1: I completely agree with that sentiment, and, and the same thing. Like I, there was a, like a payoff for me for watching the Black Panther trailer, waking up at at you know whenever and then looking at my phone and seeing like black you know black panther trailer drops and then clicking on the YouTube link and then just watching that was just like <gasps> and the you know the run the jewel soundtrack and then I, I forget who who does revolution will be televised but that's the song in the second trailer and just like watching that and hearing that like distinctive like Travis Scott? No, no, it's it's a, a what? It's way earlier than that. Um oh yeah, I mean that whole phrase is...
2: I mean, it's
1: from the 70s or something. Right. It's some, it's some 70s artist, but I, I, I can't remember yeah. who it is right now. But, like, waking up and watching that, when you know... Because that's the thing. Like, with the trailers, you I know that they're edited in a way to be um, misleading and to just just show, like, little bits and pieces. Where, to me, that that's where I finally broke it on the TV spots, where I'm saying, like, TV spots give up too much stuff, and I don't want to see it anymore. Um, yeah. Whereas the trailers are their own like, little mini-movie in themselves full of hype. And especially... I mean, Mocha's right. I, I guess the bigger the movie is, the more acceptable it is to see the trailer. Like, the first trailer for The Last Jedi was perfect. That trailer gave literally nothing away on the movie. And it was this self-contained little narrative that like showed these really incredible shots. And I'm actually just remembering this now. That trailer... Literally, it was nothing to do with the movie, except for the visual material that it showed. And it was completely worth it. Uh, same thing, I'm sure, with the Infinity War trailer. That that first trailer will have nothing to do with the movie, except for visually who is in the movie. And that's it. it to me, the TV spots ruin it.
0: Well, I would say the biggest movie, uh, besides Marvel stuff, because we've I've talked about that a good amount, um, is the Fantastic Beast sequel. Uh, sadly I was because of Twitter, I didn't know how to use it as much. I was spoiled to know who played this Dumbledore. But it's gonna be nice to see expanding off of this newish well, it's, it's not newish, it's a new storyline. Um, as much as I love Fantastic Beasts, wasn't it, it really had a lot of issues, so it'll be really nice to see if she kinda builds on this from this uh kind of original works again from J. K. Rowling Rowling. So and I think she actually asked somebody to help her out with some of this stuff too. So that should be... Uh, that's. I'm excited about that for 2018. Any lasting thoughts, guys, before we sign
4: off? Tomb Raider with Alicia Vikander. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm.
0: Oh, really? Mm. <sighs> mm-hmm. Spoilers, bro. That's okay. She's, she's my wife, so that's going to be good. <laughs> oh, I thought she was my wife. <laughs> 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 and with that, we are the Down and Front Podcast, the official podcast of Downfront.com. Uh I want to say thank you so much for hanging out with us as much as possible. I'll do a, a bit of a round table. Uh, we do want to also kind of give a shout out for uh the passing. I think this was the year since Carrie Fisher actually passed away. Um, which is very sad and it's a very touching moment, especially because there's a bit of original uh, music in her sendoff, uh, in the actual kind of movie itself, uh, and near the end in the credits. So that was uh, pretty awesome just to kind of see that, um, and it's really tough because it. She was like an icon. She's a beacon. One of my best friends, and you saw Dylan on the. Sh- uh, you'll hear Dylan's uh, voice uh, soon. Uh, he actually has her tattoo, so that was like kind of pretty awesome for that. Um, and it, like, I know that her passing like really kind of moved a lot of people. So
1: she was she was the first person well. that I had a crush on when I was like six, and I saw Princess Leia for the first time. I was like, I'm into that. I didn't know what that was, <laughs> but I knew that I was into that. <laughs> like, she, uh, I and I think
2: she definitely was there to shepherd a lot of us into adulthood. <laughs>
1: But I mean that. I mean, when... <laughs> <laughs>
3: aside from that, she was also a feminist icon. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's what know, I was. Really, I was like, gonna like, say. Women.
4: I
1: think it's
3: like that a really cool thing giving a whole bunch of women out there a like model,
2: <laughs> just a badass chick to uh, dude.
4: And I up. and she was a great writer too, which is phenomenal. Yeah, like it's just coming amazing. out. From all it's coming lives. out that she like she helped rewrite some things on Last mm-hmm. Jedi on the last like on the actual set. They're well, like, had, well, you know, we should probably do this this way. She had multiple. A lot of the funny lines in *The Last Jedi* were actually pitched by her, according it's to. It's crazy, man. She, she was, was
1: so
3: good. She was a good the comedy writer. The original writer. Star Wars scripts were filled with like, you can find some old pictures online. Were filled with like red marks from her edits that she would do, um, and she really had a big hand in giving Princess Leia's dialogue the characteristics that we identify so so thoroughly with the character. Um, she was a powerhouse.
4: She was definitely awesome. So rest in peace, Princess
0: Leia. Mm. Kay Fisher, you will be missed. Thank you Bryland, where can you find where you work? Uh, you can
2: find me Waiting with Unbridled anticipation On Twitter for Club Dread 2 At Bryland, B-R-I-L-U-N-D I think uh, Mike Blue is the only person Here that's seen Club Dread <laughs> I've seen it Okay, awesome uh, and uh, you can also find uh, My many movie reviews on Instagram At Iam and I put one up recently for Bright And I just saw Molly's game recently So look for one on that too And I also host the Gamescast Twitch.tv slash Downfront Podcast We are getting through Doom We're going to come back with A newish format where Play for a little less time But four times per week So a little bit more consistency which would be fun, and we
0: got some cool games lined up. Nice, good Would
2: you
4: play FIFA?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, Guillermo, you're not very good at FIFA. Hey, Mocha, where can we find more of your work?
3: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Um, shedding my holiday cheer and donning a coat of 2018 existential grief. Um, you can find me there at Mocha Mike L I, as the Lord intended. Um, unfortunately, you cannot find me at Mocha Mike. Um, the man who holds that name is sort of like my ghost of Christmas past, in that he haunts me, except there's no purpose, and it's just going to be this way forever. Um, so until then, twitter.com slash mocha um, You can also see some of my photography work on Instagram, instagram.com slash And finally, you can see some of my long-form reviews, as well as some other topics of interest that I'd write about on my medium, medium.com slash at mocha
1: Always great, always great to have you on, uh, blew it. Where can you find where you work? So you can find me at uh, most major social media platforms at My News Music, uh, or My News Band. Uh, to see some of some mediocre punk rock. Uh, you know the highest form of art. Um, we should have an album out sometime right in the first week of the new year. Uh, new year, new band. Uh, in fact, well, it's same band, but just new music. Um, so look for that. Um, also, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can find me at uh, Jesse Rand on the past at ymail.com, uh, or alternatively, alternatively uh, uh, j- Jesse Rand I might be depressed at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> Just closing the loop there. Um, so you know that's that's how that goes. Um, also, truthfully, this is one thing that I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own butt right now. Um. Uh, so the thing is that Not only do I edit all the music But I also write all the music Which I don't think has ever been said that, that theme song you hear Love it or hate it is not stock music I wrote that in about an hour After Warren sent me a template of like surf rock songs And uh, so I've done everything since uh, My current favorite is one of them um, But I'd love to hear The other people and the people that listen to us what their favorite version is and by the time we release this there should be one more up there with star wars so i love feedback on the music because again we're not pulling it from a website uh if it sucks it sucks if it's not i'd love to hear i'd love to hear uh you know either way
0: yeah, huge shout-out to you, Boot for the uh, the work you do there. Also, uh, also... The stranger if, things, one is my ringtone. I told you this, and I was sitting <laughs> at my ringtone, and when I played it the first time, I played it for my mom, and she says, I don't know what this is, but I really like it, so there you go. I,
1: I would say this, also, if, if Mocha, if you could make social media happen, this is how my anti-spoiler, is I just don't have social media or do the internet. Because uh, I'm 97 years old, like the person that stole Mocha's uh, screen name, um, and so, <laughs> so oh,
2: we may have found yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: the, the it's, just, it's just it's just me, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, like, if you want to hear new styles, like for some of them, like Coco and Stranger Things, they're associated with like these very prominent forms of music. Um, that it made it, it made it easy to write for, but like other ones are very like, oh, this is just a movie. Let's just throw in the stock one. But if there's any movie that's coming up that has such a genre specific one, reach out. like I'd love to I'd love to hear recommendations for like do this genre of music with the same material. and I, I'd love to do it as a like for a fan recommendation. That'd be really cool um to reach out and do like an individualized version of it just not acapella yes. because i, I want I want an
3: acapella version where we all sing different parts of the, the song
1: together all right, so we're doing it for pitch perfect we'll do an acapella pitch perfect three is coming out this year we'll just do an acapella version of it oh yes. shit it really is coming out this year i'm gonna actually have to do that oh you guys <laughs>
0: rehearsal <laughs> start tonight guys yeah it's seriously. out right now by the way so pitch perfect three is out with theaters
1: Oh really? I thought that was next year. Eh, whatever.
0: Nope, it's out. I didn't like one or two. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna like three. That's just
1: me. I've never seen a Pitch Perfect, but ju- but pitch, definitely. Look
0: right best. Uh, Guillermo, Senor, the beautiful face that we haven't seen in a while. Where can we find more of your work, or what are you? What are you gonna be doing? Uh,
4: nothing. So I don't do Twitter or Facebook. So you can uh, at ax t i o n j. On Twitter, uh, <laughs> just tweet me, tweet me over there, over there, and send them your nudes. Send me, yeah, send me all the dick pics and nudes. Um, no, I'm boring. I'm like Mike. I'm like a hundred years old. But oh, I talk to course. any of the other guys every single time, every single day. So you can, you know, text w- Warren or whatever, and like Brylen and let him know. He'll, he'll tell me.
0: Uh, thank you for that that's a weird you know that sounds like Action J you don't have any of those letters in your name that's very
4: strange. no no no, no not at all it's a it's uh, it a uh, you know I don't know
0: it's a, a, it's a
4: dummy account so I
0: appreciate yeah. you I appreciate you not actually giving out my phone number so there you and with that we are the Down in Front podcast the official podcast we want to say thank you so much we have tons of stuff for you to kind of find out more of our content uh, I want to say as the last thing, and I want happy belated birthday to literally everybody I think of this podcast. just about of Mike Blewett, of Guillermo, of Josh, Josh. Uh, I think everybody, that was all happy belated to me. We all had Woo-hoo. December birthdays, and that was awesome. Happy belated um, to
3: little baby Jesus
0: little <laughs> baby days ago. Of course. Big ups. Um, uh, Dave Groves, happy uh, happy belated birthday to you. Uh, happy that belated is belated little baby Jesus. Happy uh, uh, birthday to was right December down. 4th. Yeah, well, right uh, down, find too. out uh, Ellie oh man so many so many people um, dad. find more of our work we have we're on Instagram we're on Facebook we're on I, like live reactions we're literally everywhere you can find all of our work on our website downandfriendpodcast.com check us out we actually on Spotify makes it a little bit easier to actually look and kind of find our material there and we want to say thanks for so much for hanging out with us and if we don't see you soon we'll see you next year see ya Bye. Happy New Year! 2017.
3: year.